Welcome to You Learn Something New Every Day. I am Joan Boyko, Coordinator of Communications and Community Outreach for the Palm Springs Unified School District. We are here each Sunday at 6.30 a.m. on 99.1 FM KGX and 9 a.m. on 92.3 FM KWXY. We also invite you to download and subscribe to our podcast. It is really easy. All you have to do is go to iTunes, look for You Learn Something New, press subscribe. You will get a new show each week. This show is produced by my dynamic team of student interns here in the Digital Arts Technology Academy, also known as DATA, at Cathedral City High School under the direction of Mr. Bryce Johnson. Our interns are probably getting ready to move into their dorms or um, just getting ready for classes in college, but they've continued to produce the show throughout our summer. So. Thank you, thank you, Jasmine Rivera and Myra Canseco, and the best of luck to you ladies in college. We are so grateful for your hard work throughout this past year. And today, I'm very pleased to welcome back our coordinator of student services, Lisa Todd. Welcome back. Good morning, thank you. How are you doing? Uh, (laughs) Keeping busy, absolutely. A loaded question, I know. (laughs) For those of us who don't know you, how long have you been with us and in what capacities? Well, I'm just completing my 20th year um, with Palm Springs Unified and have previously worked as a a teacher, a middle school counselor, a high school counselor, assistant principal at a middle school, and this is now my third year um, as coordinator in student services. Well, you could pretty much run the district then, Lisa, so... (laughs) Right. I, I definitely don't think I don't think I'm ready for that, but <laughs> but I appreciate your confidence. Well, um, you've been stellar, and I this is my 21st year. It's going into my 22nd pretty soon, and I've known you since the beginning. So uh, when you were, I think you were at Workman when I started, yeah. and and uh, it's it's been it's been a great ride with you, and you're you've been great in every one of your positions, including the one you are currently in. Um, So describe your uh, current position as the coordinator of student services. Well, um, so one of my primary responsibilities is focusing on attendance, um, student attendance and how to support it. Um, So that's one of that takes up a lot of what I'm working on. Um, but I also uh, work with all of our student assistance programs, so things uh, that help students kind of get reengaged. We are working with some programs for dropout recovery, um, some students uh, programs to be able to have students complete their high school diplomas. Um, and then also I work with the community liaison team that does the direct outreach to families, and so really trying to keep everyone connected with all the resources that we have in the Valley, especially over the last year, it's been really, really um, a lot of challenges. And so we've just been really working to try and make sure that everybody has the support that they need to be successful. Right, so here we are, uh, we're actually gonna be starting the 2021-22 school year in just a couple of days, uh, today being August 1st. and. Uh, Certainly, your department, like most, if not all, in our district, have been busier than ever and had to kind of 
not kind of. You had to repurpose and not re no, that's the wrong word because the purpose has been the same, but you've certainly had to change the way you've done outreach and um, work to connect and keep our students engaged because it's been that much harder with them not being in the classroom for, you know, the good part of a year and a half. And so tell us about um, when we had to shut down in uh, March of 2020 and through the end of that school year and most of the past school year, um, how did how did things change for um, you know as a prime example attendance and what what kind of um, efforts and outreach did you and your team do in order to keep kids coming to school? Yeah, so um, the last year and a half have been like nothing I could have ever imagined. Um, so it definitely took some flexibility on our part. And um, I, I've been sort of in the process of reimagining how we look at attendance anyway. Um, and one thing I'll say is that the, the pandemic and the shutdown really kind of forced us to do some things differently that we were, we were slow to do. Um, so one of the first things was really focusing on, shifting our focus on uh, kind of the away from the accountability and sort of punitive conversation around attendance to really connection um, and relationships and building relationships with um, families and students. And so one of the first things that we had to do was um, we pulled the community liaisons who had been assigned at different sites kind of back into a centralized team um, under student services. And we really just started, you know, identifying groups of families and different areas that we needed to start doing some direct outreach. So rather than waiting for people to call us and tell us that they need things, we just started making um, weekly phone calls to a whole group of, of families and then checking in with them on a regular basis. And so that was things like uh, making sure that they had connection with food distribution, making sure that they had school supplies available for the students that were working at home, that if they couldn't get to a tech depot and they needed to um, have issues, if they had issues with their technology, we were delivering um, Chromebooks, we were delivering chargers and hotspots and things like that. And so um, attendance really had to look different um, because we needed to do what we could to, to keep that in a positive. We want you here, we, we miss and we miss you. You know, we want to offer all the resources possible to be connected. And so that really became our shift and focusing that helped us develop over the last year, um, our first um, attendance re-engagement campaign um, during Attendance Awareness Month where we used the um, You Count, Don't Miss Out theme and um, really started doing some activities and um, trying to get people to, to look at, at attendance in a different way. Um, and then also in January, had a, our first district-wide campaign where we actually had a district-wide spirit week, which we haven't done before, but um, just, again, really trying to look at attendance less as you're going to be in trouble if you don't come to school and more of we miss you and we need you here uh, and really keeping those relationships. 
And those are those um, two. Well, the first one was by school, I think. And then again in January when everybody was coming back from winter break as a district wide spirit week and um, encouraging attendance and creating a competition was mm -hmm. a whole lot of fun. And I think the participation was really great. And, you know, being able to have access to the photos from the Zoom classes and seeing the kids, you know, one day wearing their hats and one day wearing pajamas and one day wearing their school logoed items and uh, crazy hair. And I don't remember what else you did, but uh, yeah, it, was, it was really a lot of fun. And I think, uh, is that something that we're going to continue? Absolutely. That is, that is my hope, um, especially as, you know, our, our, you know, plan to have students back on campus, but just just that um, that district wide conversation and again the positive things. So yes, we are definitely putting some things in place um, to hopefully have a couple of those types of things during the course of the year. Um, I really try to I, I enjoy the the competition between schools, but ultimately really try to keep the focus of we are Palm Springs Unified School District, so we are all in this together and and um if we're all you know participating in something that makes it really fun even Absolutely. the district staff gets really into it the district office staff so right yeah it was really fun oh one of the days now i'm remembering one of the days was bring your pet to class well, bring it to zoom class and that i, yeah. I some brought them to work so well, yeah, we had a couple of those, but it was at, during a time when there weren't a whole lot of people around anyway, because most people were working from home. So um, that's why you were able to tell the kids they could bring their pet to class because all they had to do was bring Fluffy from the other room. Right. And, <laughs> and it was so much fun, you know, between the, and, and I think staff had just as much fun as the kids did because we had so many photos of staff, you know, at home with their animals or yeah. their stuffed animals, you know, those who did, who don't have live pets brought their, their favorite stuffed animals. And it was just, it was so much fun. Mm -hmm. So um, that was a great idea. And, you know, we all try to find the silver linings in the mess that we've been through. And we do record this show a little bit in advance, but as we're recording, we're very hopeful that we are going to be able to start the school year with everyone in person. And yeah. it means uh, that some class sizes will um, be smaller. We probably have to hire a few more people and that's okay uh, in order to, to still maintain uh, adequate distances. And it's pretty darn sure you're gonna have to wear a mask for a while and that's okay too um, the important thing is that we get everybody back in class uh who wants to be uh, there will continue to be an opportunity for students who want whose parents want them to remain in a um in an online program because for some kids that's worked really well right <laughs> and, and so for some, you know, one of the one of the things that we know, and that's what I was saying about like those connections, is some some kids really 
did struggle with that. And as soon as we were able to start letting kids come back on onto campus, we had kids resurface that had really been disconnected for a while, but then started showing up on campus and reconnecting with their with their teachers and with you know um, kids on campus. And so we know it's really important for kids to be able to physically be able to come to school. Right, and that's why when we were able to at least bring back a contingent of kids and not not a full hybrid program. We started learning hubs for um, for students who were struggling either because they just can't can't do well in the distance learning environment or because they had technical issues. So we started that as soon as we could and then um, expanded into the hybrid program after spring break. So um, hopefully as we start the school year in just a couple of days, uh, it will be full time in classes, not split up, but you know, small enough classes that we can make it work. And so um, I, I just truly am uh, gratified and also pretty amazed at the work of our entire team and student support services is certainly among the those departments right at the top of it because there's so much that you do to support our kids and our families whether we're in a you know a pandemic or not and you continue to do that straight through and one of the things that you did was um, start a web page that contains like pretty much every service that someone might need during COVID and not being able to to get out or not knowing where to go for various resources, food, mental health, um, rent assistance, and I could go on and on and on. And, and you created that and maintained it. And it, it was a, a really great resource, kind of a one-stop shop. Yeah. And, and again, it, I mean, talk about silver linings. It was one of those things that it took a pandemic for us to see the need to really put that all in one place, but the need has been there. And so that's one of the things that, that my hope is that now that we have this base um, document of, of all these services that are available, that we can continue that. And, you know, in the future, we won't necessarily call it COVID-19 resources, but just local resources, because we know that there's still a need to know where food distribution is and rental assistance and, you know, all of those things. And so um, that will hopefully be something that we'll be able to continue and keep up with and, and still be able to connect families with those resources. Right. If you're just joining us, you're listening to Learn Something New Every Day on KGX and KWXY. And my guest is our coordinator of student services, Lisa Todd. And we're kind of reflecting upon what it's been like to provide the support and also um, keep kids engaged and coming to school during the pandemic. And now as we start the new year in a much, much better place where, um, what would you like to uh, tell parents about the start of this school year? Is there anything that's different that they should be aware of? Well, I mean, our big thing again is, is 
again, I'm trying to sort of shift shift the uh, conversation around attendance. And so, you know, like I said, it used to really be like, you'll be in trouble if you don't send your kids to school. And really what we're trying to focus on and all the benefits, and, and I think it's been made very clear, all of the things that students miss out on when they're not able to participate in their education. And that's been, you know, really clear over the last year. And so, uh, our focus really for supporting parents is that we we will we are here to help. We will do whatever whatever it takes to be able to support parents getting their children to school because we know how important it is for students to be able to participate, to be part of their education, um, to be connected with other students on campus, connecting with those caring adults, um, and just being able to keep them moving forward with their uh, with their education. And so. One of the one of the other kind of things um, that that came from the from the pandemic and the shutdown was we really had to step up our communication game um, when it came to connecting with parents and getting them information, and so that really is something that I'm uh, again we're going to try and maintain because we want to make sure that parents know who to call when they have questions that they know where to get resources. And really that we are here to help and that we want to do, um, again, everything we can to support them and their students. That's great. And, and so true. Like, you know, what, moving forward, I think we've all realized the power of technology and also, you know, we've all uh, witnessed and been a part of some of the frustrations of technology, but Thank goodness that we have it and um, we're able to reach out to our families who did not have devices or connections or both and um, make sure that they did and they continue to have that because, you know, if something like this ever happens again, we're going to be that much more prepared for it. And you know, if you if you have to, I mean, we thankfully don't live in an area where we have to have snow days. You know, like I, I came from the East Coast and um, my school district was, you know, as a kid, it was frustrating to me because they were always the last to close the schools um, for snow. It seemed like for some reason our school district kept going but if we, ever, if we ever got in a place and I think you know across the country now especially where there's a lot of weather related closures they realize they don't have to shut down now they yeah. can tell everybody they have to zoom in for their classes or google classrooms or however they google meets or whatever platform they use and they can you know pivot into that platform for a day or two or three you know and it's not going to be that kind of loss that you would experience when you can't do that absolutely i mean all these things again that we, we were sort of forced to rethink um that now it's like oh this is an option you know we're thinking about some of those things when it comes to discipline too ways that students can still participate even if they need to be out of their classroom for a little bit and things like that so um again trying to hold on to some of the good things that we were able to develop during this time yeah and i think we've seen too with even uh whether it's meetings involving uh just adults or whether it's gatherings of kids 
sometimes it makes more sense to, you know, uh, either do both, you know, where some people will come in person and those who can't connect virtually, mm -hmm. or maybe it's all virtual because it is too difficult for, you know, because of schedules, transportation, whatever, to go ahead and do something virtually just so you can have the opportunity to connect and get some get something accomplished. You know, I think yeah. I I think we've had better attendance among some parent groups and you know outreach that the district's done uh, through the Family Engagement Center, uh, different webinars. We've had better attendance than when we've done those in person. Right. And even things like board meetings. How many how many more people are paying attention to board meetings now that they're on YouTube? Exactly. And though we've resumed our in-person board meetings, you know, attendance is limited as we continue with social distancing and that will ease as we go along. Uh, we are also going to continue to broadcast those meetings live on our YouTube channel so that people who want to know what's going on in real time can do that in their pajamas at home. <laughs> Definitely. Just the, just the flexibility of being able to offer people those different options, um, I, I, again, is another one of those things that I'm hoping we continue with because, you know, even some of the attendance meetings that we've had, um, we've had, you know, our panel who are from community members and people from all over the valley as part of our SARB um, Student Attendance Review Board team. And they're able to zoom in and have a conversation with a parent who might be sitting with me, um, but they're all still able to participate in that conversation. Um, and it just it just makes for a much better um, system of support when we have that that flexibility with people being able to participate from different places. Right. And so one of that that's one of those silver linings. And still the um, Human interaction is so very important. So we we definitely don't want to be in a place where we have to be virtual full time all the time. So for Lisa, for parents who are working through some of the um, remnants, um, and and again, I can't even use that word because we're still it's not gone yet. And if you haven't been vaccinated, I hope you will consider it. And I'll, I'll, I won't get on a soapbox, but the, the benefits do outweigh the risks. And uh, the more people get vaccinated, the sooner we can be 100% done with this and, and take the mask off. So done with that. Um, but for parents who are, you know, helping their kids work through the issues that they've had to encounter in terms of social, emotional, and mental health, what advice do you have for them to help their kids get through that? Well, I mean, the biggest thing that we are, again, trying to do is, is to communicate and, and to offer as many resources and supports as possible. So, you know, again, we saw a, a we really increased our level of communication to parents from our side of things, but we also saw a much greater level of parent communication with us. And so, um, 
absolutely, you know, the, the biggest thing is, is to reach out if you need that support or if you need resources to be able to support your, your student. Um, because we know that we've got uh, a lot of things that we'll need to work, help students work through. And so there's a lot of attention being paid to uh, the plan at school sites and in classrooms to make sure those supports are available. But we just, I would just really encourage parents to, to talk to their school site, call student services, whatever they need um, to make sure that their students are supported. And our district, uh, even prior to the pandemic, uh, all of our elementary schools have a portion of their uh, curriculum and, and time dedicated to social emotional learning mm -hmm. and um each of our elementary schools has at least one counselor and that that's something that not all school districts can can attest to because and it's it once we when we started that and hasn't been all that long it's been a few years we've really seen how valuable those counselors are and how much their assistance is needed by our kids and their families. Definitely, definitely. Yeah, our, our elementary counseling team is awesome. And our yeah. middle and high school as well. And they've all really started focusing on that um, social emotional learning as well. Absolutely. And, and you will probably see, though, you know, as we talk here, our, our LCAP is not complete yet. It will be by this time, but it can't really. Uh, recording and talk about the particulars yet, but I think you will see an increase in counselors and support staff for at least, uh, you know, the coming year to help our kids as much as possible. So as Lisa said, please do reach out to your school site counselor or your principal or your teacher and they can, uh, point you in the right direction to get the assistance that you need. So, yeah, yeah. and and, um, and what else would you like to add about this coming school year? Thoughts, um, advice, or just, uh, you know, words of encouragement? Yeah, definitely. I, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just really optimistic. Um, I, I think that, um, there, just as we've been talking about during this time, there's there's a lot of good things that we were sort of forced to start doing um, that we were thinking about, but now we've really implemented that I think will stay and and uh, be able to help support our students and and really again I'm just I'm just holding on to that higher level of communication and you know awareness of resources and just you know that we'll be able to get get through this together and be able to move forward. And I, I think, you know, we have a we have a minute or two left. I, I personally would like to give a shout out to our community partners, like uh, several of the Rotary Clubs here in in the school district and the Assistance League and the Lions Club. And I'm sure I'm missing a few, but they've all been on board and provided gift cards and uh have you know said hygiene kids and uh you know just funding for us to be able to support 
um, you know, students across the board, you know, a lot of focus on being able to support our um, our high needs, you know, students students who are homeless or or foster youth. Um, right. Yeah, we we have an amazing support system in the valley and very generous. And of course, your team and especially the community liaisons who did not stop for a minute and kind of pivoted in the way that they've supported our kids and reached out to families, but they've continued to do that and they're outstanding as well. They they are amazing. Yeah, we shut down March 13th and March 16th, you know, once we had things going, they were making outreach to families to make sure they were okay. And since then, you know, since March of 2020, they've been going out to homes, as I said earlier, and making sure people have the resources that they need, um, and just being that that caring connection um, for a lot of our families in the, in the district. And I, I, yeah, I'm constantly amazed by the work that they do. Oh, and I'm amazed by you too as well, Lisa. Thank you for everything that you do and for um, all of your support of our kids and our families. And I can't wait for the next Spirit Week. I'm going to, you know, go find some hats and fluffy animals and, and all of that good stuff. So we'll have you back for an update in a couple of months. Thank you. Thank you again. And our show airs each Sunday right here on KWXY and KGX. Our podcast is uploaded each week. Please subscribe by going to iTunes. Look for you learn something new. Press subscribe. Please tell all your friends to do the same. Thanks for listening. Thank you, Jasmine and Myra. Thanks again, Lisa. We'll see you next week.